I come to announce to you there is about to be a resurrection for somebody. When you don't exercise your faith, it will not be strong. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must continue to be hearing the word of God. This is Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another dynamic edition of Get Connected. The topic, the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. With God's prophet like none other, and the powerful creator of the world-renowned Kindness Revolution, Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. I want to wish you Happy Easter. I know we call it Easter, but it's actually resurrection celebration. It's important for us because this is what Christianity hinges on. It hinges on the resurrection of Christ. Paul said, if Christ has not risen, our faith is in vain. And so I want to thank God that you are alive for what Christ did on the cross for you. Uh, as we go on, I want to quickly remind us of the importance of the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. There are, when Jesus was, on, was going to be crucified, he went through a, law, a road. And then when they hang him on the cross, they were beating him. They were, they, were, they were torturing him. I mean, can you imagine, you know, God being beaten by man? You know, you came to, to, to bless them, but the way they respond yes. to you and pay you back is to beat you and to put you on the cross. But this thing amazes me. The first word that Jesus spoke on the cross was found in Luke 23, 34. And he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Wow. I put myself in that place. If I was the one that people were beating, all I did was to help them, was to make them better, was to give them victory over power, over death, over sickness. I lived among them. I healed their sick. I fed them miraculously. And now they put me on the cross and they were killing me like a common criminal. Will I be able to say, Father, forgive them? Because that's the reason why he came. He came so that our sins could be forgiven. Jesus never took his eyes off his mission. Even when he was being killed, the first word he said is, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Now watch this. He said the Lord should release forgiveness because people are doing what they are doing as a result of ignorance. And I continue to think about that even today, that many of us are still ignorant of God's love. We are still ignorant of God's grace. We are still ignorant of the mercy of God that we enjoy. And many times we turn around and we do things that break Christ's heart again. And guess what? 
the voice is still ringing. The voice is still out there in the air. Every time you sin, every time you break his law, you know what? The voice will come back like an echo. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. They know not what they do. I, I, I wish each one of us during this Easter period, we will reflect on how good God has been to us. If you reflect on how good God has been to you, now think about how good you have been to God. Some of you might say, how do I know how good I am to God? You can measure that by how good you are to your neighbor. You can measure how good you are to God. You are to God by how good you are to your neighbor. Are you living for yourself alone? Or you are living as, as an ambassador of Christ who died for you. Uh, some people, when they, when, when people offend them, they can't forgive. He's yes. always, I cannot forgive this. I cannot. Look, God said, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. The second word I want you to see is, is, so the first word is forgiveness. The second word was also found in Luke 23, 43. Jesus says, today you shall be with me in paradise. That's salvation. Somebody found salvation even at the point of death. This common criminal, when Jesus was hanged on the cross, he was put in between two condemned criminals. And here it is. They were, a lot of people were mocking Jesus. Some were saying, if you are the son of God, come down and so on. So, so the thief on the cross also on the left of Christ also yes. joined them to begin to mock Jesus. I mean, uh, but, but the thief on the right said, look, don't, don't, you cannot do that. We are here because of what we did wrong, but this man has not done anything wrong. And then the man turned to Jesus. And the man turned to Jesus and, and, and he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Oh, that reminds me of the word of God that anyone that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone, yes. it, it, it does not matter what you have done. It doesn't matter what you have, how bad you have been. If you can call the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. This man says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, as surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, a lot of people don't know what paradise actually means um, there are a lot of definitions for paradise, but can I tell you what paradise is? Is back to Eden. Paradise, actually, one of the definitions or one of the name of paradise is Eden. That paradise is a garden. It's almost like back to the garden of Eden. God, because everything God created is not for, is not going to be a waste. We may not find a geographical location of Eden on the earth today. But Eden is that place where you and God reconcile, that you are now being able to fellowship again with God without any fear of inferiority or condemnation. Because that's Eden. Jesus says, today you shall be with me in paradise, in Eden. And can you imagine that? Regardless, I don't know what this man has done. 
I didn't, I don't know what how bad the situation was. All I know was he was condemned to death and he was going to die, and he found mercy of God even on the cross. Listen, anywhere the mercy of God can locate you. And I pray that during this season, whatever it is that has been your challenge, the mercy of God will turn your tears to cheers in the name of Jesus. I want you to listen to this. There is another thing that, 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 that blew my mind away. The first one was forgiveness yes. and forgiveness is, the next one was salvation. The third one Jesus said was in John chapter 19 verses 27, I mean 26 to 27. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, that's John, standing by, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Now, that is what we call um, relationship. The death of Christ guarantees your forgiveness. The death of Christ on the cross guarantees your salvation. Yes. The death of Christ on the cross guarantees your relationship with God and with your fellow man. That's why you cannot be a Christian and live alone without relating with anyone. He That's said, right. woman, behold your son. Now, now we know that the name of Joseph the carpenter kind of disappeared because history has it that Joseph passed away during the lifetime of Christ, that Joseph had already died because okay. there was no way that Joseph would be alive, that the wind, that Jesus would be handing his, the wife of Joseph to another man's life. Yes. So it was accepted historically that Joseph was already gone. Now that tells you something, that Jesus didn't heal everybody. Because if it was true that Joseph was dead, why didn't he raise Joseph? You see, yes. but it does not mean he's still not Lord. So no matter the circumstance you may be going through, Christ is still Lord. Jesus is still Lord. He still loves you passionately. He created us for relationship. And if you are to walk in relationship, I mean to be relationship, the foundation of relationship is agape love. That is biblical love. It's not just phileo or, or, or eros. We talk about brotherly love or romantic love, but this is biblical love, God's own love, unconditional love. God loved the unlovable because he realized that it is through love that people can be won. While we were yet sinners, Christ died yes. for us. During this time, I want you to examine your relationship with people around you. Another one that I want you to see before we go on break is in Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. He said, Eli, Eli, Lamak Sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the cross solved the problem of loneliness and abandonment. abandonment. Why have you forsaken me? It's a word of, I have been abandoned. But because Christ died on the cross, 
and he has cried Lamaxa Bakhtani. He has cried that cry on your behalf and on my behalf that you will never be abandoned. That's why Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And when I go, I am going to send to you another helper. Who is this? The Holy Spirit that he will be with you forever. So you can never be abandoned. God cannot abandon you. Regardless of what you are going through, regardless of situation, God can never abandon you. He is with you. He's going ahead of you. He is protecting you and he will not let you down. It may be shaky sometimes, but when he shakes like that, grab him more. Grab him in prayer. Grab him in yes. praise. Grab yes. him in obedience to his word. Yes. And you will see God working in your life like never before. I'll be right back after these announcements. Bishop, thank you so much. That word, the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross, is reaching out to every single person, tuning in, watching, listening today, because it is such a powerful word indeed. And we'll be back with more right after these announcements. If you are in need of food or you know someone who is in need of food, join us for our free food bank every Thursday from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. here at Kingdom Connection Christian Center. We are located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. For more information, give us a call at 720-859-1737. Kicking off Medical Ministry Week will be an evening of panel discussions on mental health. Wholeness wins the game is the theme. Friday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. Saturday, April 23rd, join us for the Nine Health Fair from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. There will be professional and affordable health screenings along with many free screenings. Free COVID booster vaccines will be available. Join us for our April oil change that will take place on Friday, April 29th. Come and experience the anointing and power of the Holy Spirit with Bishop Israel Ade Ajawa and guest speaker Dr. Lawrence Lasisi. Join us on Saturday, April 30th for our 12-hour marathon prayer from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Food will be available. You can download our app, Aday Ajala Ministries app, on the Google Play and Apple iOS stores. Watch us on YouTube at Aday Ajala Ministries. Please like and subscribe to our channel to receive notifications. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Bishop Aday Ajala and connect with us on Facebook at Bishop Israel Aday Ajala and Kingdom Connection Christian Center. Welcome back to Get Connected. The topic, the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. Bishop, thank you so much. That indeed was 
just um, really uh, empowering for those of us who are hearing it and, and being blessed by it. The seven sayings of Jesus on the cross. Bishop, you shared the first four sayings of Jesus on the cross. Father, forgive them forgiveness, and then salvation, and then relationship, and then even reaching to those who have been feeling lonely mm. or alone. Mm. Bishop, as you continue to share on the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross, what is it during this season of Easter and with these sayings that you are praying and believing God for in the lives of our listeners and viewers? I am praying that the spirit of condemnation will no longer stay with them because condemnation, the spirit of condemnation makes people to dwarf the truth of being the righteousness of God in Christ. Because if you constantly think of you are unworthy, all you have said is that the death and resurrection of Christ on the cross was not enough because Christ died so that your sin could be forgiven. So sin consciousness actually robs us of the ability to walk in the power that is available to us. So I pray that the, 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 the sin consciousness, that I'm guilty. I'm not this, this, this consciousness of I'm not worthy condemnation would no longer be in the life of our listeners because the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And also, I also pray that this season, many will come to know the Lord as their personal Lord and Savior. Salvation is the key. The salvation, there is a salvation that brings you into the kingdom of God, and there is salvation that keeps you in the kingdom of God, and there is salvation that crowns you in the kingdom of God. I pray that you enjoy those faces of salvation. I also pray that in your relationship, whether at home, in the community, at work, that your relationship with people will be enriched. The church, many times, we have lost the importance of relationship. We sometimes, even in our quest to be very spiritual, which I call (laughs) religious, we have lost the face of Christ's love. And we judge others by the by the wickedness traits of our own heart. And we allude that to God and call it and be righteous. I mean, I said to one man of God, I say, you've never seen anything good in others except they are sin. Are you a sin catcher or grace giver? I am not a sin catcher. I am a grace giver. Because the essence of Christ coming is to dispense grace yes. after sin has been pointed out. And so I pray also that people that feel abandoned, that feel betrayed, will have a sense of belonging to the body of Christ and the fragments that has, I mean, that has, that has happened to the body of Christ as a result of our lack of walking in forgiveness and love will bring us together again and the death of Christ will not be in vain. I also want you to know another thing that Jesus said, Pastor Annette, that we did not actually mention is John chapter 19, verse 28. In John chapter 19, verse 28, the Bible said the word 
Jesus said, I thirst. Yes. I thirst. Jesus, now before he thirst, look at what the Bible says. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Hear this, all things were now accomplished. All things were now accomplished. Do you feel distressed? Because that's, that's, I want you to know that Jesus went into distress. So you won't go into distress. He went into distress. I thirst is a voice of distress. In other words, I'm almost into weariness. But he submitted himself to God. So you will not go into distress. Distress is also in the family of stress. Many people are so stressed. They are stressed. Wake up, stressed. Go to bed, stressed. Walk, go to work, stressed. You are blessed not to be stressed. The essence of God's blessing is so that you are not stressed. And how will you not be stressed? Hear this. He said, oh, everyone that thirsts, come to the waters. Come to the waters. Come to the word of God. Come to the waters. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. Oh, those that thirst, come, come. Come and buy. Come and drink. Listen, you, this is the time for us to come together in Bible studies. Many of our Bible studies in churches are dying down. People don't go to Bible studies anymore. They don't go to prayer meeting anymore. So many churches are substituting Bible studies to uh, songs. They, yes. they, 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 they go and bring one big name yes. and he will come and sing and sing. Well, you can't, you can't jump into salvation. You have to confess. Now watch this. You can dance from now till you want until uh, until the spirit of the Lord is in you and you are walking in obedience. You are only postponing the day of sorrow. But when you when, when you think about the fact that Christ has went into distress for you and you come to the waters of life, you come to Jesus, you come to his word, you embrace the Holy Spirit, you walk in love, you walk in obedience. Hear this, no stress will come to you. Now, let me tell you the antidote for stress. If you don't remember anything I say today, remember Psalm 1. He said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And he listed what you should do. He said, whatever you do shall prosper. When you go back to Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3, go and read it again and again. And let it be your mantra that I will go back to the word of God. I will not hang out with mockers. Those that deride Christian, I won't hang around them. I won't, I, I won't go and be insulting them. But I would not put them down either. I would show them love. I would show yes. them kindness. Yes. I would not because now that because the grace of God located me and my eyes have been opened to the things of God. Mm-hmm. And now I put myself and talk every other person down. That must stop in the body of Christ. When we stop that, no building will be big enough to contain members that will be coming to our church. The reason our churches are dying and people are not coming is because people say, 
said, I can be bad all by myself. I don't need no church to teach me how to be bad. I don't need no pastor to teach me how to be wicked. I am coming from wicked alley. And when I saw your church, I came thinking you would teach me how to be good, how to be kind. But all I'm hearing is divisive words and putting others down. Putting the, that's why the church is empty. And when people are not being drawn by the Holy Ghost, you know what we do? We devise our own means to bring them. But your means can bring them. Can you guarantee that your means will keep them? And that's where you see some church will grow today, tomorrow it falls. That's not God's goal for his church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not pre prevail. The, the cross solves the problem of distress. Let me also tell you, Chapter, another thing, the sixth one, which is John chapter 19, verse 30. I love this. So when Jesus has received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. That is in Greek is called tetelestai. Tetelestai. He says, it is finished. I love that. It is finished. Jesus says, mission accomplished. accomplished. Mission accomplished. Man is no longer under the dominion of poverty, sickness, and death. The curse has been removed. Satan is no longer your master. You have time, you have the opportunity now to rise and shine. It is finished. Pain is finished. Affliction is finished. Yeah. Poverty is finished. Loneliness is finished. Abandonment is finished. Why? Because Christ says so. It is finished. You must, I mean, God knows when he's finished. Yes. In Genesis chapter one, on the seventh day, he rested. Why? It is finished. It was finished. It was finished then and it is still finished mm -hmm. now. So that talks about triumph. We have victory now. When yes. he says it is finished, our victory was guaranteed. Yeah. It is finished. Hallelujah. Hey, we can say to Satan, get lost. Why? It is finished. But if God said it is finished, don't continue to live your life as if Christ said to be continued. He didn't say to be continued. He said it is finished. It is finished. And you've got to believe God for that. That whatever it is finished, it is finished. What Christ has paid for, you are not supposed to pay for it again. So I pray that whatever Christ has paid for, you won't pray for, pay for it again. And finally, Luke chapter 23, verse 46, he said, Father, into your hand, I commit my spirit. That's the seventh one. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. You know what that means? It talks about reunion with God. We are, we and God, we are one now. We used to be one before the fall. And now we are back being one because of what Christ did on the cross. You and God, you are one now. You are no longer out of the commonwealth. You are part of the commonwealth of God, commonwealth of the saints. And now God is your father. And whatever you ask him, he will give to you. Let me pray with you before we go. I want you to think about this as you enjoy the Easter. 
Lord, I thank you for these seven words you spoke to us to open our eyes to the things that you have done for us. You've given us forgiveness, salvation, relationship. You solved the problem of abandonment. We are no longer in distress. You've given us victory. And finally, you have reunited, you reunited us with God. And we give you praise for that. I speak healing to the one that is sick. And I speak encouragement to the one that is discouraged. And I speak peace over this nation. And peace be to Israel. Till we meet again next week. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us. This has been a presentation of the radio ministry of Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. For more information, contact Bishop Israel Ade Ajala by email at info at kcconline.org or by phone at 720-859-1737.